Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to You're Wrong and Here's Why, Chris Wardell, joined by Greg Crone. Uh, Gregory, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we are, as a matter of fact. Yeah, no, it's a ominous start for sure, because uh, my my recording with Anshu earlier for the, this week's episode of The Underdog was... Uh, Definitely, uh, there were some audio issues that uh, ran throughout, and I'm glad to see that it appears we are past ours. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode of the actual show, and then we'll be uh, we'll be talking on the stereo app for uh, for a little while afterwards. Talk Chris Dapps, Porzingis, and uh, whatever whatever the hell else comes up. But uh, like you said, good uh, good to be back after a couple of weeks. Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl is not something that we could have ever foreseen. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't have that number off the top of my head, but it feel it feels statistically unlikely that those are the only two. Yeah. For sure, Tom Brady's pretty good. I think that was proven this year. And uh, I'm reasonably confident that he's going to be pretty good for another couple years, which is uh, it's crazy. Why the hell didn't, you know, and this isn't a Super Bowl, you know, wrap up show or anything, but why the hell didn't the Chiefs help out those tackles at all? Like they didn't leave their tight ends to block. They just decided they were going to run their same offense, despite the fact that they're missing both starting tackles and uh, did not work out for them. Yeah. Literally. It's funny how that works out. And uh, I wonder if I wonder if we're going to learn from that at all this year with Carson Wentz having been traded to the uh, Indianapolis Colts, Gregory.
Well, I mean, yes and no. You also want him to play well and get that first round pick. It's a it's a weird double edged sword for the Eagles. I don't know. I mean, let let's be perfectly honest and say that you have to think that that pick is looked at in a different light now and that the organization had uh, misgivings about Wentz long before it became public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting now looking at this in retrospect as the the, the organization plays the little PR game uh, justifying the move of Wentz. How much of what we're hearing is real? How much of it is exaggerated? How much of it is just BS? But, you know, and you have to assume that it's somewhere in the middle, but... The, the stuff we're hearing is troubling. We've we've long heard rumors that Carson didn't really have many friends on this team. And that certainly seems to be the case after the fact. Uh, and the practice stuff, well, and also not talking to he and Doug Peterson not speaking for upwards of 10 weeks prior to Wentz being benched. That's a problem. Uh, Wentz, yeah, I would say so. And uh Wentz not being willing to go over the things that weren't working in practice and do them over until he got them right is also another issue. It's, I do think that this is, after that 2017 season, uh, a marriage doomed to fail as both Peterson and Wentz just, they got gigantic heads that were just, they became far too big for the britches, as the kids say. There's there's no scenario where he gets fired after one year. Mm-hmm. That's what whence was the final one. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, right? Because after 2017, you're right that there is the ego thing because Foles carries the team to the championship and Wentz is on the bench injured. But at the same time, the Eagles did show their support to Wentz by giving him a four-year, $128 million contract extension, basically saying, hey, you are our guy. It wasn't until, you know, I mean, this the writing was on the wall, but there was no nail in the coffin until last year when Wentz just was terrible. And it's funny because he can be mad at Peterson all he wants. I thought Peterson stuck with him far too long.
I don't know, like the thing that I saw, and you know, you and I spoke about this quite a bit during games, was that it seemed like when when Carson played to the game plan, he played pretty well until there was that that one play he tried to make something out of nothing and he threw an interception stupidly. I I don't know. I just this is just it was a bad relationship at this point. I guess there I guess there's nothing else to say about it. And now Carson West is an Indianapolis Colt. He is uh, under contract for the next four years. Cap hits anywhere between twenty five point four million and twenty six million. Uh, well, twenty two million, twenty six million. And uh, if he doesn't work out, the Colts can get out of that deal after next year with uh, zero dead money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Philadelphia too. Like you said, six six pick in the draft. I I do think you know the logical choice is obviously to add a weapon to this team uh, at the wide receiver position. I think that we've finally gotten to the point where the national championship game hype has worn off, and uh, the the media and the NFL people in general have realized Devontae Smith is probably the number two receiver in this draft, and I don't I. From everything I've read, it seems like the the gap between Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith is more significant than the gap between Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell at 2-3. So, you know, Smith may be even the third receiver drafted when, when it's all said and done. We know the NFL loves speed. Waddell has speed. I don't know if getting Chase is realistic because that, that uh, Dolphins team at three, if they're there, is one that concerns me. But... And I'd really love to add a weapon, and I'm I'm bracing myself for one, it to be a quarterback, which makes no no sense at all, or two, for it to be Kyle Pitts from Florida. <laughs> but I feel like we ju- we just came out of this world where the two tight end offense in Philadelphia didn't work. Got it. So you want to? So you're saying you want to bring in Asante Samuel Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good. It's a very. It's a. It's a potentially very good cornerback class. I think Farley's going to end up being in the top corner in this draft over Sertain, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Newsom's a guy who's rising. Aaron Robinson from UCF is rising. Good class, plenty of options. Both of the uh, Georgia corners are are worth talking about there. But um, I want to turn our attentions to you know a text that you sent me uh, just before the show, and that's the the NBA All Star reserves being announced. 
we now have the full rosters for both sides, and uh, I assume I still have it, even though I don't know where they went, Gregory. Uh, it's on uh, any of these pages here. I uh, pulled up so many things. There we go. Uh, the Eastern Conference, we know the starters are Kevin Durant, who's also the captain, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, and Kyrie Irving. Um, the reserves in the East. Okay, can I just say I don't love it when they only have their Twitter handles? That's that's some nonsense. Yeah, like, oh, I apparently Jalen Brown's Twitter handle is FCHWPO. Got it. All right, that's that's clear. Uh, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. In the West, LeBron James, the captain, with Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. On the bench, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. How are we feeling about this? Mm-hmm. That's why I said the captain, my friend. It is, it is, Mister Mister James and Mister Durant. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah, and Bam out of bio as well. Mm-hmm. That is the correct number. <laughs> yeah, the the biggest snubs to me are are Booker, Trey Young, and Adebayo. Mike Conley's quietly having a really good year for uh, you know the best team in the West, but the Jazz do get Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Gilgis Alexander in Oklahoma City, but at the same time, it, it's Oklahoma City. So how seriously are we taking that? De'Aaron Fox is having a great year in Sacramento. Demonis Sabonis, a uh, strong year in India, Indiana. And Tobias. Also, that doesn't even factor in Jimmy Butler, who you would have thought, oh, he's not in consideration until he went on this insane streak of triple doubles over the past couple of weeks. He is. I agree, but I mean, it's not like some of these other guys haven't. Kyrie just randomly took a couple of weeks off. <laughs> well, fan voting plus player voting plus coach voting, it's, it's a combination of all of it. Otherwise, uh, Zaza Pachulia would have been a starter for like five years in a row. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring, bring credibility back to the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
thus making him ineligible? Oh my god. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, in in the case of Zaza, he had an entire country voting for him, which is certainly helpful. Uh, Yao Ming was a guy consistently either the top vote getter or the next to uh, the next to top vote getter. And honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm a little bit surprised that you know, in the era of uh, everybody coming together with the Wall Street bet stuff or something like that on Reddit, that there hasn't been like a weird groundswell to just get some random person in the all-star game and have him like have him get like 30 million votes, some insane number like that, because, you know, it's, this is a very manipulate, uh, very (laughs) manipulatable, manipulatable. I don't know. Is that right? Maybe. Uh, it is a, it is a situation that can be manipulated because you can vote as much as you want. You can vote on social media. Some days votes count twice, like I'm, I'm shocked that we haven't seen something crazy. Like you know, I want to see like I don't know, like Furkan Korkmaz is the starting, uh, starting wing in the East or the West because I wouldn't mind trading him. Uh, I, he, man, his, his fortunes have really taken a change uh, over the past like month or so. Early on, like he looked so good, and all the talk on I, I go to the Sixers Reddit a lot. All the talk was that, oh, you know, somebody's going to overpay him in the offseason. He's a forty percent three point shooter. It seems like he's grown as a player. He's gotten a little bit stronger. Somebody's going to give him something like three ten million. We can't match it. Something like a TJ McConnell contract. Now it's like, hey, we might cut him. <laughs> Well, don't forget, they didn't even want Moss back. He only signed that two-year deal very, very, very late. The Sixers weren't going to sign him. He was going to go back to play internationally. Then all of a sudden, he took a minimum deal with the Sixers to come back and uh, you know, presented value sometimes. I want let's let's just wrap this up though. In the West, who is your who's the biggest snub in the West for you? Is it Booker? Is it Fox? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the East, Trey Young or Adebayo? Mm-hmm. John, John Collins is a nice player. By the way, are you, are you honestly disparaging Bojan Bogdanovic like this? In your family, you're going to say this? Let's let's get Matt on the phone. Matt, are you there? <laughs> there you go. With that said, almost 20 and 10 and five and a half for Bam while shooting 85% from the line.
Mm. So, so Rondo is your starter now? By the way, has Rondo played this year? I feel like I haven't seen him play. I'm going to check that out now. I'm going to check that out. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so apparently Rondo, at 34 years old, has uh, has played in 14 games, along with two starts, averaging 15.3 minutes a game, 3.4 points, and 3.9 assists. So we haven't missed much. Though Rondo has, as he's shooting only 34% from the field. No, no, he is, uh, he is shooting a full... Basically 10 points. Uh, he's a career 40, 45% shooter. He's shooting 34% now. From three, he's a career, I mean, 316, that's not great, but he's shooting 308 this year. Yeah. And only five, and only 50% from the line, though in an incredibly small sample size. I, I kind of wanted to sign Rondo, but uh, yeah. Lakers won the championship? Was that that, that that was that James guy? LeBron. Yeah, really. No, and, and AD's been a guy who's been hurt in the past. And by the way, this is the first year that we're hearing LeBron talk about getting old. Though, I mean, he's not, not necessarily playing like it, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 36, don't insult him. He is actually better in almost every statistical category than he was last year. Almost every single... I'm looking... Assists is the only place he's down. He's down from 10.2 to 8.1. That looks like that's it. I know, selfish selfish jerk. Uh, You know, it's weird. LeBron, for a guy who we think like, oh, he shoots all the time has only taken 20 shots in a season on average one, two, three, four, five times. I would have guessed that would number would have been way higher. Yeah. Right, agreed. All right, well, Gregory, uh, let's let's take a break. And what do you say uh, we continue this conversation over on the stereo app? All right, which uh, you guys can find us live on uh, the Stereo app every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Uh, here for the after show on Tuesdays. So we will uh, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll see you soon. Hey guys, Chris here to let you know that this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why is brought to you in part by Stereo. We are just thrilled to be partnering with Stereo. Uh, Stereo allows us to talk directly as as you guys have the chance to hop on to the conversation anytime you see us on the app. It's basically like our show's pregame and after party, and those conversations are available only on the Stereo app. 
As a matter of fact, you guys can join us every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday over on the Stereo app. All you have to do is download the Stereo app and follow us at Stereo.com, S-T-E-R-E-O.com backslash Chris Horwoodell, C-H-R-I-S-H-O-R-W-E-D-E-L for your ease. The link is also in the description. I gotta tell you, I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time, so follow me and get notified every single time I go live. Again, you can find me on the app and follow me at Chris Horwoodell. You know, whether it's the biggest news of the day or just general sports talk, maybe even a little movie talk, who knows, will be available on Stereo for you to join us. Stereo is a live social conversation app where you can be the co-host, uh, you can be part of the conversation, or, or just kind of listen in and see what everybody else is talking about. We cannot wait to talk to you on Stereo. Once again, join us every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday over on the Stereo app. Just download the Stereo app, follow us at Stereo.com backslash Chris Horwoodell. There's a link in the description as I said already. We love this thing. We are there all the time. Follow us. Make sure you don't miss an opportunity when we go live. We're so excited about this and we cannot wait to talk to you live on Stereo. All right, we are we're back. We're uh, broadcasting live on Stereo. You guys are all welcome to download the app and uh, and come talk in the future, but I think the thing that we really wanted to talk about here is the news that Kristaps Porzingis is suddenly on the block. It's kind of came out of nowhere, although Mark Cuban is doing everything in his power to pretend like, oh, no, 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 we're not, we're not trying to deal Kristaps. That's, that's not what we're doing. But obviously, uh, I think we know that that is the truth, that uh, Porzingis has at least been offered. The rumor is he was offered to the Golden State Warriors. What did you think when you heard this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Out of the playoffs. That's 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 a that's a good point. I forgot that we live we live in this weird world where playing games are a thing now, which I like them by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think Luca's 20 anymore, but yeah, he's still very young. Yeah, he's he he's elderly basically. That it is retirement age in Slovenia, 21 years old. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like playing outdoors in Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you, I, I don't, I don't want to derail this, but, but Seth, I was talking to Seth the other day and he was furious that the, uh, the avalanche were wearing the Nordique jerseys. I don't know. Yeah, but Quebec doesn't have a team anymore. It's, it would be like if OKC busted out some Seattle Supersonics jerseys.
You know I'm nothing but a hockey, not a hockey purist too. <laughs> yeah. I did know that. Yeah. I did know that, and only because Seth told me about these reverse retro jerseys. I would have no idea myself. Like I, I've I've played NHL twenty one. I'm sure I've seen these jerseys, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Porzingis. The thing I was looking at the stats today, uh, and because I got very you know as a, as I imagine a lot of people did, got very interested in Kristaps Porzingis today. Not so much for you know at any of our teams, but just in general. And it kind of struck me. I wonder if the the allure of Kristaps Porzingis, the 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 mystique of Kristaps Porzingis, is significantly better than the reality of Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Oh, I I do have them. That that 2017-2018 season when, you know, it was his last year in New York, it was his only All-Star year. He was 22 years old, plays 32 minutes a game, uh averages 22.7, shoots basically 40% from 3 on 5 attempts, shoots 80% from the line and blocks 2.4 shots per game. He looked like he was on the cusp of being just the next mega, mega star in basketball. And then he got hurt, and then he missed the entire season the next year. Then he got traded to Dallas, and there was a lot of talk about, oh, uh, maybe he there was some sexual assault thing that happened. Maybe there were some some uh, work ethic questions that, uh, that arose. And he's just, it seems like now he just kind of gets a really boring 20 and 8 every night. Yeah. Right. Oh, Porzingis looks different. He doesn't look like he's not the springy player. He doesn't look like he has the same athleticism he did at one point. And I just, I, I never thought he was made for what they were asking him to do. I never thought he was made to be the guy who you're going to give, you know, 15 post touches and he's going to be your go-to scorer and he's going to take all the banging. It's just, he, Kristaps Porzingis, even when he looked like a budding megastar, always struck me as a guy who was like, okay, he's the third best player on a championship team. No.
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that, I think they thought that third piece was going to be Giannis until he signed that Supermax. God knows uh, there were a lot, there was so much talk that Giannis would be considering the Mavericks. They were keeping that the contract spot open for him. And now it's just, I don't know what it is. And it, it's bizarre because Porzingis should be a great fit next to Luca as this, well, his nickname is literally the unicorn. He is this gigantic seven foot three center who can stretch the court and has the gravity to to actually make defenders guard him at the three-point line. But for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. And it's a giant red flag that a guy this talented is now potentially being traded twice six years into his career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cut to the Shams tweet. Yeah, well, how about it from your perspective? Uh, you know, you you obviously are the, we'll call you the host of Better's Delight, with the other guys being the, the co-hosts. And uh, although that's a weirdly selfish thing for me to, uh, regardless. Um, yeah, I don't like how that reflects on me, quite frankly. Uh, how much uh, how much Dallas Mavericks stuff has there been? Uh, have you been looking, paying attention to the Mavericks lines? Have they been covering? What's What's the deal been there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and the the Rockets are actively trying to lose. Christian was a good player. I mean, there's no getting around that. And and he allows them to play a style that they can't play with Boogie, who, while he is extraordinarily skilled offensively, is borderline just a sieve defensively. So it lets them do something. I don't think it's the thing that excites PJ Tucker. I don't you know, I think he's probably played enough center for his life at six five. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. The LeBron stopper. There's always somebody. Somebody always makes money being the blank stopper. I had uh, Jim McElvain on the show so many uh, so many years ago on Tales from the Association. And Jimmy Mack got a giant contract being the Shack stopper back in Orlando. So you know, if it, if you can be the guy, then uh, then God bless. You're probably going to get paid. Right. 
But you have to wonder what's going on behind the scenes, because that's the first thing that came to my mind. I, I wonder if this is a situation where, where Luca and Chris Epps just don't get along. As you should, yeah. Can you can you imagine how good he's going to be if he ever gets in shape? <laughs> Although, I guess there's also the possibility, like, Luca's 21... Maybe maybe this is shape for Luca, and uh, who who knows, man? This could be a Charles Barkley kind of thing. He's he's going going two sixty and still getting triple doubles in uh, in five years. Uh, and I mean, look at look at Jokic. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I, Denver strikes me as a team. I don't. I don't know that they're a team for Kristaps, although that is kind of an interesting fit. Um, they just strike me as a team that needs to be aggressive and go out and make a move, add somebody. If you know, if Bradley Beal gets traded, Denver has to be all in on Bradley Beal. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. He, he right. Porter Jr's been hurt a lot this year too. I think we were a little bit too quick to jump on that Porter Jr bandwagon. Oh, hilarious. I typed in Michael Porter Jr. because I was looking for stats. Literally, the first thing comes up that comes up I, uh, is uh, a trade from Fansided where they suggest a three-team deal. Uh, the Nuggets get Bradley Beal and Josh Hart. The Wizards get Gary Harris, Jackson Hayes, Nickel Alexander Walker, RJ Hampton, a bunch of first-round picks. Um, a lot of first round picks, uh, and, and the Pelicans get MPJ and Robin Lopez. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, four first round picks. Yeah, and and Gary and Gary Harris and Michael Porter Jr. That's that's a. I mean, I can't say for a hundred percent with a hundred percent certainty, and I would assume that it is not that all these picks are coming from the Nuggets because some of them could be coming from the Pelicans. They certainly have to give something up to get Porter Jr. Uh, more than Jackson Hayes and uh, Nickel Alexander Walker. But oh man, that is that is a lot of draft picks, and the Wizards just they just it, it's such a weird position they find themselves in, right? Because it just seems like Beal wants to be there. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, weird situation. They have this giant asset and they just can't really do anything with him and they they just have to watch him waste these incredible years just doing nothing. And you know, maybe that is maybe it's Beal loves the culture. Maybe Beal just likes being the guy. But yeah, whatever whatever the situation is, he is there.
If he wants to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I, wanna, I do want to wrap up the Porzingis thing in a second, but I, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier with the All-Stars. And I'm, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Zion Williamson, should he be an All-Star? I agree. If he's not the number one pick, is he an All-Star this year? Of course not. It's that's not good. Six rebounds is rough. He dun but he dunks good, Greg. He dunks good. <laughs> Oh, sure. Almost, almost dunking. You didn't quite get there, but you almost got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Conley and Fox, yeah. Yeah. It it really is. Yeah, I mean, what he should be is a six... He means a six-foot-five power forward. So... What is what is the career of Zion? If if I were to say uh, give you an over under of uh, five and a half years, would you bet Zion is or is not scoring eighteen or more points a game in five and a half years? Well, I just, I worry his body's going to fail him. That's my biggest concern. Right. Yeah. All-star Julius Randall. Yeah. No.
30 games into this 2020-2021 season, do you feel any more confident in Ingram and uh, Zion Williamson's ability to coexist on the court together? Hmm. Yeah. No. They both excel hunting their own shot and both look a little bit lost when they're playing off the ball. All right, we got five-ish minutes left. Let's wrap this Porzingis stuff up. The rumor that came out was that the Mavericks were exploring a trade with the Golden State Warriors for Porzingis. One, uh, how do you think Porzingis fits in Golden State? And and two, Andrew Wiggins would have to be part of this if you look at the cap sheets. Why in the world, other than the amassment of first-round picks, would Dallas want Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, but his his contract sucks. Winless for Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, thank God a, f- a freak foot injury happened and uh, the big fella broke his foot. I mean, it's it's possible. It, it's it's entirely possible. Um, when I don't remember what the. Oh no, I guess it. I guess Porzingis was. It would have been what Joel. Was dope, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. They already had Noel. Despite the fact that Sam Hinkie apparently desperately wanted to draft him, but eh, our Lord and Savior. The thing about I know I know you're not an advanced stats guy, uh, to say the to say the least, but. But I think Vorp is an interesting stat, the the value over a replacement level player. And Wiggins has literally never hit one. And in three of his seasons, he's been a negative Vorp guy, which means he was less valuable than the than an average replacement level player for his team. It's just he doesn't do anything other than try and score. I mean, there's yeah, but there's you, you also have to like the when when winless for Wiggins was a thing, one of the giant appeals of Andrew Wiggins was he is this unbelievable athlete. He's this alpha competitor. He's going to be, you know, even if his jump shot doesn't come along, he's going to be an all world defensive player. He's just a borderline bad defensive player. I mean, if you want to talk about his defensive box plus minus, he's, he's a, never been a positive in the DBPM. Defensive box plus minus, but uh, and Andrew Wiggins is Canadian, so maybe he should be playing hockey. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah. Two years of junior hockey, uh, Andrew. If you're li- if you're listening right now, feel free to hop into the conversation.
Yeah. No. And that's that's the appeal for clay as well, by the way. He's not. Mm -hmm. Let, let me just add to that right now. Let me add to that right now while we're talking about first round picks. The Golden State can, they have uh, their 2021 first round pick has been conditionally traded to Minnesota. Um, and their 2024 first round pick has been traded to Memphis, protected one to four. So they can trade this this 2021 pick with the rest of the, the protections that they uh they don't they haven't given to OKC and then they can't trade another pick until 2026 i think i mean i guess they can trade uh, they can trade the project uh, the other part of the projections but if that were the case then they're giving they're giving dallas <laughs> a a pick that would would transfer if it was in the top 4 in 2024 no, it just it doesn't feel it feels feels like it doesn't work. Is Porzingis traded by the deadline? I'm looking to see if there's a way to do it. Can I tell you the team that I think is fascinating for for Porzingis is the Phoenix Suns. He's he's their starting four. No, or or I mean Dario is the starting five. The, uh, however, the Caps. Yeah, so the cap situation's horrible and it might not work. So let's while while I think the fit's interesting as like a a potential third or fourth star for that team. Uh yeah, maybe not. But hey, uh, I'm sure Chris Stapps would like living in Arizona. And yet you won't move to California. Whatever. But so next week uh, on the show, I want to talk about our quarterback carousel predict projections for this year in the NFL. I'm real excited about this. It was originally on my to-do list this week, but I we couldn't get to it at Underdog. I want to knock them all out the same week. So we will be doing our quarterback carousel predictions, and uh, there's going to be quite a few quarterbacks changing teams. So that that's going to be super fun. Pay it. Uh, we will. I guess we'll be. Back on stereo, doing that uh, next next Tuesday. This has been interesting. Uh, we've got quite a few more coming up, and uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of uh, You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Warwardell, Greg Crone, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Again, we want to remind you that uh, the show is brought to you in part by stereo, and this is something we're absolutely thrilled about. I'm sure you heard us raving about Stereo earlier in the show, but in case you missed anything, Stereo is an app that allows you to hop right into the conversation with us. 
As a matter of fact, mark your calendars because you're not gonna wanna miss the official You're Wrong and Here's Why after party on Stereo Tuesdays. Uh, we'll also be there on Mondays and Thursdays live to talk. Just download the Stereo app and follow us at Stereo.com, S-T-E-R-E-O.com backslash Chris Horwood, L-C-H-R-I-S-H-O-R-W-E-D-E-L. There's also a link in the description for your convenience. We had a lot of fun on the last episode. As a matter of fact, here's a clip. Chalk is seasoned up as a as, as another learning experience. Luke is what twenty? Like mm. we can. Well, we I don't think Luke is twenty anymore. But yeah, he's still very young. Sorry, 21, 22. Yeah, he's, he's in that he, He's elderly, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I would pass on him now at this age, obviously. That it is retirement age in Slovenia. Twenty-one years old. <laughs> Stereo is an app for live social conversations, and it allows us to talk directly with you guys, our wonderful listeners. You can join the show, you can ask questions about whatever we're talking about, or you can share your own thoughts and experiences. We really do want to hear from you in, uh, in the future, so head over to Stereo.com backslash Chris Horbordell. Once again, Stereo.com backslash Chris Horbordell. Follow us, and let's talk.